Welcome to Stoic, a podcast about two friends doing the 30-day Stoic Challenge. Hi, Clay. Hi, Lolo. Back again. Here we are. We've got a lot to talk about. Days 13 through 15 were intense. You could title them How to Be a Better Person. <laughs> <laughs> you could maybe title the whole podcast How to Be a Better Person. That's true, but these, these three in particular were really... I think, special days. It was like, holy crap. Let's talk about them one at a time. Okay. So day 13 was to do a kindness for a stranger. Day 13, do a kindness for a stranger. Can I buy you something to eat or drink? Yes. What would you like? Can I get some milk and orange juice? Regular milk, orange juice. You want something to eat? Uh, I'll get milk and orange juice. Spicy patty. Whatever you want. I'll take whatever. What's a spicy patty? A spicy patty. They got them in there. Okay, I'll ask. They'll tell me. They'll tell me. Spicy patty. Okay, it's day 13. The challenge is to do something nice for a stranger. So I'm buying regular milk and orange juice. What is a spicy patty? Hi. Uh, do you have a spicy patty? Oh, you've already got milk. Okay. <laughs> That's nice. Orange. What's a spicy patty? Okay. Just the orange juice and then a spicy patty. Yeah. What is a spicy patty? Yeah. I got an apartment, so I need milk for my cereal. So. What is this spice? It's like a hamburger? Yeah, no, it's a Jamaican patty. Okay. Spicy. What's it made out of? Uh, beef and uh, Oh, is that chicken? No, it's beef. Oh, this is chicken inside. And then more stuff. Thank you. Have a great night. Today's challenge was to do um, an act of kindness for a stranger. So what I did this evening was I went on to GoFundMe and I found three different fundraisers. One was for a man who was badly injured in a motorcycle accident and needed help paying his medical bills. Another was from a young girl in Kenya who needed help paying for her school funds. And then finally, um, I also gave to a Hurricane Michael fund just because. And in my life, I grew up in the Christian home where we tithe and we and we give. But as I've gotten older, that kind of became a little more legalistic and it just became a, a line item on my budget. And so it was nice to stop and to actually search through um, all of these different needs that people have and be able to help out. I don't know them at all, uh, but just to give them, you know, $50 and write a little note of like, good luck. And, and here's a little contribution from me to you. Yours was awesome, as we just heard. Thank you. How did that feel? So my friend Max threw a dinner party, and so I went over to the dinner party, and I walked past a 7-Eleven on the way, and there was somebody sitting out in front of the 7-Eleven. And so I asked him and bought him a spicy patty. <laughs> I was out all day as well. But what I did is I went on GoFundMe. I found three different causes and gave each $50. Lauren, yeah. $150 is a lot of money. How guilty. At your salary. <laughs> Jesus Christ. $22,000 a year. <laughs> right? Do you want to take our leftovers? I want to make sure you eat. I used to give a lot more in the mm. past 
because I grew up where you tithe and give offering. And then as I've gotten older, those have more selfish, way more selfish, honestly. And so it was nice to intentionally look up things. It was nice. And I mean, it was also a little bit daunting because there are hundreds and hundreds of pages of causes. Um, But it was just a good reminder that like, I didn't have the time to do a massive act of kindness, Mm -hmm. but I do have money. And so like, if whatever resources you have, you can use it to help others. You know, I guess the, the thing I would say about doing something like that is it's kind of embarrassing that it took a weird random challenge like this to make us actually do it. It's something that would be really easy to do every day. Yeah. I don't know. I've done a little bit of stuff like that in the past, buying food for somebody. But why don't I make that every time I walk into a CVS, if yeah. I see somebody, why don't I buy a bag of chips? It's $1. Or I used to have bags that I would keep in my work bag that had like socks, toothbrush, toothpaste, granola bar, water bottle. And anytime I saw a homeless person, I would just hand them a bag and I would always have like three to five with me. And I was like known for that for years. That's amazing. And then because I went to college in the city and then I just stopped because laziness. I don't know. My friend, I told my friend Anwesha at that dinner party, she said that she always carries granola bars in her purse now. And the soft ones, too, because she knows that a lot of homeless yeah. people have dental Teeth issues. issues. Mm-hmm. And so why would you not have some of those in your book bag? So if you see somebody that's hungry, would it hurt me to carry a freaking granola bar around? Right. Well, and no matter what else happened in that guy's day, he's able to say that this guy stopped and bought him a spicy patty. <laughs> <laughs> I just love the term spicy <laughs> patty. I'm going to embarrass myself right now. Last weekend, I was having a pretty emotional time, and I have watched 10 to 12 episodes of season one of SpongeBob SquarePants on Amazon Prime, and so Spicy Patty just reminds me a lot of Krabby Patty. Oh, my God. It's a true story. Okay, last week was a cry for help number one. This is cry for help number two. I love it. It's so good. Okay, so word (laughs) to the wise, try to do something for someone else. Every day. Honestly, that should be the real thing. Like, I want to keep this one going. You can do it every day if you're intentional about it. Let's be intentional about it. Okay, Lauren, let's talk about day 14. Day 14. Make a list of everything you would do if you knew that you were going to die in one year. I just went through the exercise of writing out um, things you'd want to accomplish if you were to die in one year or five years. And... It ended up, as you can hear, being very emotional because a lot of it was reflecting on what would actually mean for a meaningful year or five years or even life. And even reading this list, it it feels so individualistic and selfish and it doesn't feel tethered to someone that I love or people I love. Anyways, so I did not expect that. I was supposed to journal about what kind of plan I would do if I knew that I was going to die in one year or in five years. My main goals would be to visit family and friends, travel to some new places, throw some amazing parties, uh, and to get my financial affairs in order for my family. Today's October 15th, and if I die in one year, that would mean that I would die on October 14th, uh, 2019, which is kind of crazy to think about. Anyway, good night, Lolo. I'll talk to you soon. Mwah.
I know, I know, I know that day 14 was a bit of a doozy. Do you want me to go first? Couldn't you tell from the tears in my <laughs> yeah. audio diaries? Holy crap. Go, you can go first. So the challenge is to write down a list of, if you know that you're going to die in one year or in five years, to write down a list of everything that you, you would want to accomplish. Mm-hmm. And so if I knew I was going to die one year from today, yeah, I would spend time visiting friends. I would make sure that I have all of my financial affairs in order so that nobody is inconvenienced in my family after I'm gone. I might try to write something like a memoir or just something creative like that. Mm -hmm. There's a couple places like Africa and Australia that I haven't been to that I'd love to visit. I think that if I had a hard date of like, I know I'm dying in one year, that it would make it really easy to say yes to everything with my friends, Mm -hmm. everything I get invited to. Oh, the other thing I want to mention is I would throw some amazing parties. That is very important to me in my final year. Take us down the path, Lauren. What did you do? I started by writing out my one year and five year like you did. A lot of experiences, a lot about telling people that you care about them, dealing with love and intimacy, wanting to leave a legacy. And all this was lovely. And then I got towards the end of mine and was writing about reconciling with a couple people that were really important to me that are no longer in my life. Mm. And I went down that roller coaster. You lost it. And I lost it. And then I started writing and I wrote this phrase down, everything that feels worthy of my time when faced with my life's limitations and own mortality are the same things that my practical daily life is void of. I let myself sulk in that for a bit. (laughs) And then when I tried to connect it, though, to like, well, what would a life – including work because we have to work and including having to cook and clean and work out and all of life stuff with the remaining time left how do you prioritize the items that we listed above and for me that's I got very stuck there I feel like right now I kind of live in between where I care very deeply about things that don't matter and then the things I claim that do just aren't a rhythm or like I pat myself on the back when like I went hiking yeah one time, or I did mm. an act of kindness one time. And then mm. I did an exercise on top of this where I wrote out my average week. And that was terrifying. And I encourage yeah. everyone to do that because you will see most of your life is spent on yourself and on things that you probably don't think matter that much. And like you were saying, I don't care about this like party of a friend of a friend of a friend when I have people I deeply care about. That you haven't talked to. Yeah. I think this is a really big one. I think this can make a really big difference in terms of how you decide what to do with your weekends. If you actually start to take seriously the idea that our life, it will end at some point. We don't know when. And so knowing that it could happen and maybe making that more of a reality, it's actually worse to pretend like you're not going to die. Yes. Because how can you prioritize your life and what you're spending your time on if you think you're going to live forever? The only thing we know that every single human ever has in common is that you die. Well, and it's like, what, are you are you asleep to your life? Because the answer to me is oftentimes, yes, I am. I'm just like going, going through, through the motions. motions, stopping and saying like, I am going to die. This is going to end. Yeah, is empowering. you can be for sure. That's empowering to be like, you get to choose how to fill this life. You get to find the meaning wherever it is. You know, this reminds me of the night where we were just staring at the stars mm-hmm. and I was worrying about my one little job. It was an obsessive 
thought process where every time I tried to think about something else, it just kept coming back to yeah. this decision about work. But then if I really think about it, hey, in the grand scheme of things, it is one job yeah. out of billions of jobs for billions of people. Right. I know it feels like a lot to you. I know it seems like a big deal. It's okay, Clay. It's a big deal. But is it like, is it a big deal? Um, Sunday night, my friend came over and we were talking and we were like, oh, we should go to bed. We were in the middle of a good conversation and we we're like, eh, let's go another hour. Yeah. I don't regret that extra hour. And Not I still got up the next day and was fine. I've never regretted saying yes to someone I love. Mm. And I think it's telling and very interesting that at the very top of our list for both of us was spend time with our friends and our family and the people we love. Yeah. But I think also making sure that they know that. Right. We probably can't do that enough if we're being honest. And I don't think, especially with family, that mm. I say it enough. Mm. A few weeks ago, I, my dad had a pretty substantial milestone in his professional life. And I wrote him a letter afterwards. And he wrote me back just saying how much it meant to him that I told him that I admired him professionally. Lauren, now you're going to make me cry. Well, and I, and I said, like, as someone who's now working and I don't have a kid, I don't have a spouse, and I hardly have time to keep up with my own life and job, and to know that you did all of what you did professionally and were an amazing father meant so much to me. I'm going to get choked up. Lauren, I'm going to just cry. And even at work, why are we so afraid – if I'm spending every day with this person, I better why would really I? freaking like and these like, people. I want to learn to care about the people I work with. I love you and I care about you and I want the best for you. Oy, oy, oy. <laughs> day 15, physical training in the morning. Hi. Clay just finagled us to get us access because we just filled out our waiver. There's a scale here, Clay. I'm going to start weighing myself. So here we go. What is it? 25 jumping jacks, 10 sit-ups, 10 push-ups. Or, sorry, 25 jumping jacks, 20 sit-ups, 10 push-ups. All right, here we go, Clay. Don't look at me. Okay. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Woo! Baby! Okay, now, 20, 20. sit-ups. Okay. Come on, low, low. Okay, hold on. I had three tacos this morning. <laughs> We all had tacos. And chips and guac. And normally I have two eggs and a fruit and veggie smoothie. Hard-boiled eggs. Yeah, hard-boiled. But the point is, Lolo's not doing good. Okay, ten push-ups. I'm going to be lucky to get five. Here we go. One, two. Don't look at me. (laughs) Okay. If by push-up you mean put your hands on the ground and move a little, I did it. Day 15, boom. Okay, day 15 was to do physical exercise in the morning. I think that this is, I mean, this you're meant to do this like first thing in the morning. Uh-huh. I have had very good experiences in the past. This day was kind of an exception of waking up and going for a run. It's really hard to do that when you want to be at work, like especially if some mornings I like to get to the office by 8 or 8.30. That's really tough, but it's not a bad idea. I feel my best when I get up and work out first thing in the morning. I hate it in the moment, but when I'm done, I feel fantastic. 
it's just a discipline thing. Like, yeah. and stoicism's big on that. It's just like, get up, do it. Make yourself do it. Sorry, it's We're not made Good to luck. live under the covers. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, that's, that's life. You have to move your body because you sit <laughs> <Yeah>. all day. <laughs> yeah. Okay, Lauren, this, we've done, we're done talking about the end of day 15. We're halfway through the challenge. I just want to say, I know we that are halfway through. we're exactly halfway through. I know we've gone through, we've had some ups and downs, challenges we've missed, but I think that day 14 for me and I think for you has led to some of the most important reflection mm-hmm. that we've probably done in a long time. I said that. I literally, when I was talking to our friend, I said, like, it's been a long time since I just sat and I, I sat for like an hour and did this exercise and thought about like, who are you? Who do you want to be? What does it look like to hmm. live a life that not just when you're old and you look back, but in the in the living mm-hmm. that you feel content and at peace with? That earlier challenge where I wrote down the worst case scenario, it mm-hmm. was basically dying alone and not proud of the way I've lived my life. I think this is the kind of thinking that has to happen yeah. to avoid that outcome. I think at the end of this challenge, hopefully we'll both get up early and take some showers and work out a little bit more. But- my deeper hope is that we take some of the things from that list and find ways to actually change our lives with them. Love you, buddy. Bye, Lola. Bye, Clay. Morning, Clay. I do not know how I'm going to get to work, but I'm going to. I also have to do push-ups and sit-ups with you this morning. I'll probably be asleep when we do them. Bye.